Hello once again, welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ramadan. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Yes. Later in the show, we'll be joined by the man, Kyle Budzanowski. But, Mike, we have so much to go over this week. It is the debut of the Wednesday Night Wars in the world of professional wrestling. AEW Dynamite had its first show on Wednesday. NXT was live for the full two hours on USA. They went head-to-head. Uh, the first time anything like this has happened in a few years, TNA tried to do it a little bit on Monday nights. That was an epic disaster. But this is the first time where we've seen another major company go head-to-head with some sort of WWE product, which is huge news. WWE had a lot of programming this week. The debut was SmackDown on Fox, which... Uh, uh, drew great numbers for them, you know, yeah. regardless of what actually happened on the show. We're not going to get too much into that. Uh, if you want to see what happened on that show, you can go look it up. Um, later on in the second half of the show, we'll be joined by Kyle, like I said, and we'll be talking some Lions, the status of the Lions as they're on the bye week this week. We're going to check in around the rest of the NFC North to see what kind of matchups, what kind of competition the Lions have going forward, as they do not have another, they don't have a divisional game yet. So, after the bye, they play Monday night against the Packers. And then we're also going to talk at the end of the show, Michigan's victory over Iowa, which some people may or may not consider an upset. And we're also going to talk Michigan State and how they gave it their best effort against Ohio State. All that great stuff coming up at you. So, Mike, let's just jump right into it. Wednesday night wars are in effect. Um, just give me your overall impressions. Let's talk about AEW first. Overall impressions with AEW's first show. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it first, then watched well them yeah. together. Right, right. <laughs> I have two TVs, so <laughs> I, you know I watched a lot of sports. He's that devoted to the cause, folks. Yes. Got two TVs. Uh, so I watched them both at the same time, but yeah. I only had the audio for AEW going while it was going. Yeah. But I wanted to also know results that were happening for NXT Live. Right, right. So that's only, that was the main cause for that. I didn't mm-hmm. watch it after. But AEW, I thought, was done very well. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of very good matches, yep. and then you had a lot of, like, oh, good. here are these guys. Yep. We're going to start building these guys kind of up a little bit, too. Right. You had a little bit of everything. It was, overall, mm-hmm. I think, a pretty good first show. Yeah, I would say so, too. I think they did a nice job. They featured some people. I thought the in-ring content was good. Um, I thought that they did a nice job of setting a foundation with, and I'm, I'm not going to, we're not going to withhold spoilers here, folks. It's been four or five days now you can go watch the show um with the setting up of the heel stable with jack swagger or jake hager whatever they're going to call him there um and you've got lax obviously there along with sammy guevara and chris jericho i think having a heel stable be developed so quickly is important Mm -hmm. because that way you have something that you know you have you have a nucleus of people to build around they're going to feud with the elite and cody and all that stuff it really breeds that kind of thought into it Um, I like the fact that they furthered the story with Dean and Kenny. I don't like the way they did it, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, I like the fact, I like the Pac-Adam uh, Page match. I thought they really are really building Pac to a point to where like he is setting himself up. So once Jericho's kind of done with his major heel run here, and he kind of starts becoming more of a part-time player, mm-hmm. I think Pac is going to be a guy they're really going to want to build around as that guy that's a, just a complete a-hole, you know what I mean, yes. to kind of have people, you know, go after and, you know, kind of set that up. What about it, what, so give me your the, the some positives that you saw from the show, whether it's production or anything else, and what maybe some negatives, because a lot of people online, I think, you're kind of getting like this two sides of this coin where it's either people, no matter what they do, AEW, everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest show ever. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's the best thing ever because it's not WWE. But then you've also got the subset of fans that go, all right, calm it down. 
right? I didn't think it was that great. And the, and, you know what I mean? So yeah. you have both of those sides like on two ends of the spectrum. So mm-hmm. give me some positives and some negatives that you thought, because I know we talked about it before, that yeah. it wasn't perfect. It no. wasn't perfect. I mean, and that's the problem with the TV shows. It's yeah. like, not, I mean, you can't have... No, of course. It's I guess to you it could be perfect, but there's never a perfect episode of anything, really, right. for the most part. Yeah, of course. Um, I thought some positives you could take away was you do have that big fight feel mm-hmm. when guys come out with their entrances and you have their record next to them. Yeah, that's I think, cool. I think that's a nice little, like, if you're going to make it a league and you're going to make wins and losses matter... Almost reminding people, like say if right, yeah. say he's Kyle, on a three match yeah, losing streak. Say like Kyle goes in for the first time, he goes, "I don't know these people," but you see this guy's seven zero. Oh, you're like, "Oh, this guy's a legit guy," right? Because he's he seven lost. Yeah, yeah, he's seven zero. He must be okay. Yeah, so he must be pretty good at this. Mm-hmm. While some guy who comes out is one three and one, you're like, "Well, what is that? Guy yeah, do? he's not doing very well right now." Like, so I think for right. even a casual stance going in you right. can go you can just look at it you can and follow it and go okay you're better than this guy yeah, you have you, a better record you, you that's an upset be yeah that's an upset if the one and three guy beats yeah. the seven and oh guy and that's that's stuff i like they're making the championships feel like it really means something mm-hmm. with the record wise like mm-hmm. cody's getting this match because he has four wins or whatever right. it is exactly and um if sammy guevara wins it's like he's the number one contender sammy's right under so he could jump above him right if, if yeah he exactly cody or whatever he cody, so right. there are a lot of good storylines in there mm-hmm. um like i said production looked pretty good the show mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a ring of honor tv show or nope. anything nope. it does look like a wwe style show mm-hmm. um so those are my positives i took away yeah but i do have yeah, maybe, well, maybe even more negatives. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's um, go with it, right? I mean, we've we've kind of already said, you know, great, good ring, in-ring action, right? But uh, for on the whole, the yeah. show, what? Well, give me some negative, maybe some drawbacks. Negative may be too yeah. harsh for word, but maybe some drawbacks that people maybe need to start thinking about a little bit. Yeah. So I would say a couple negatives I had is, and I have this problem with Raw and SmackDown and a little bit with NXT, but not as much. Yeah. Is their TV show now? looks just like their pay-per-views do. Right. So as if, of right now. Yeah, as, as of, of the right second. Now. Right. Now, obviously, you go into full gear, and they have gigantic gears all around. Right. And you come out to a gear setting thing. Yeah, that's okay, different. Then it looks different. It right. looks bigger. But, like, besides WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, maybe this year, I guess yeah. you could argue, every set is the exact same as the Raw and SmackDown set. Right. So far, the AEW Dynamite set has been the same as All Out and double or nothing. Right. So if you just if I just put on one of those shows, yeah. you couldn't tell me which one's which. Right. When you should be able to go, yeah, that's all out. Yeah. But it doesn't right. it doesn't feel it doesn't look like all out. It exactly. looks like AEW Dynamite. Exactly. So I think that's one big takeaway. Mm-hmm. And also I would say besides besides the opening match, and yeah. that was like their big match, yeah. I thought the middle part of the show mm-hmm. was confusing yeah. and didn't Right. do stuff right right like you went from segment to segment to segment to segment mm-hmm. and none of it really made yeah i felt like you were trying to stuff. push as much talent on tv as possible to yeah. said here here's all the here's people everybody yeah needs. here's a whole bunch of people you need to know who they are right away yeah right and and not not realizing that if you've been watching you know their other shows like oh that's even that's a small subset of who they have yeah. so i agree with you on that i think one of the negatives i, I agree with some of your positives um one of the negatives i had and where I was a little confused is the last match, right? Where, as we mentioned, Kenny and Dean's, or I guess John Moxley's, I guess I got yeah. I got to stop yeah. calling him Ambrose. Their their feud, right, has been going for a while. But you saw Kenny in the match for about thirty seconds, yeah. And then he came out, and then Moxley attacked Kenny. Mm-hmm. Ref still there, everything's fine. Yeah. No DQ. 
Mm-hmm. So, as a fan, unless you're going to tell me that it's a no disqualification, very confused. Yeah. It wasn't explained. They just kind of went and did their thing. And I also think that Moxley should have came in later. So, yeah. as, a, as a casual fan, that we put ourselves in Kyle's shoes, right? Kyle's shoes would have been, all right, he just attacked him. I don't know why, but... I don't know who this Kenny guy is, so why is he attacking Kenny, right? Yeah. Like, why? What, what makes him so special, right? Mm-hmm. If we would have seen a little bit more out of Kenny, just to yeah. kind of get that feel of, you know, like, okay, you yeah. know, he's a pretty cool dude. I will, I will not argue against yeah. that, but I will yeah. say earlier in the show they did yeah. have the the Kenny Omega, like, hype package for John right. Moxley. Right, So you kind of have an understanding of it, but mm-hmm. if you didn't watch the pay-per-views or anything, you wouldn't get mm-hmm. it. Right. But, you also, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Also, they have said before, and we've mm-hmm. seen it in matches on Double or Nothing and All Out, right. where guys will just interfere. Yeah. And they're trying to... Their idea is to make it a big like a sports atmosphere. Right. So they don't want to DQ people if they don't right. have to. It's right. kind of what New Japan does. It's right. like people just kind of put people through that, tables yeah. all if, the time. Yeah. And you're just kind of like... Okay. Like DQ or not? Right. And right. it's not a DQ because and you I know, want the yeah, right. And I know thing. the rules are bending and I get that, right? But if that was the case, then the commentary needs to really push that point. They home. do, yes. Because then as a casual fan, I'm wrestling I've been watching wrestling for literally my entire life. So I'm like, alright, like I get why you don't call it, but at the same time, like there's there's gotta be a line. There's yeah. got there's no point if there's no rules, then heels can't get heat. That's just straight up. That's yeah. a fact. The other thing I didn't like I did not like the women's title match at all. I okay. thought I thought that Nyla Rose is not ready for that mm-hmm. kind of spot. Um, I thought there was several missed spots, and it felt like even at the end there was a pop for when the, the match ended. It didn't feel big enough for me. Maybe it's because these two that they put in that spot aren't super big names in America. You know what I mean? But I felt like that moment, be considering how much of an emphasis they are going to try to put on the women's division, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. I felt like that moment should have been bigger, right? Like, it was in the middle of the card, right? It was just kind of there. The match was okay at best, but nothing, you know what I mean? It didn't make me go, that was awesome, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they they tried to put an emphasis on it, but it felt, once again, like you just put it there like, oh, by the way, you have a women's title match. So, like, I guarantee you, when the tag title tournament's done, guess it's the main event of that show, the tag team championship match, right? And I'm not saying that it should have been the main event, but what I am saying is semi-main behind the six-man tag, mm-hmm. that's where it should have been. If it, yeah. it was supposed to and feel like it, then that's where it should I have been. I will say I, I get why it's not the main event because of yeah. what transpired. Right. Because you want the end Hindsight, hindsight 2020, yeah. absolutely. Like, as the show's going on, you go, that's kind of dumb that's not the yeah. main event, but then you have this big reveal at the end and stuff. I yes. get why Yes. Like I said, I was good with it being second to last. Yes. Right? I would have been totally okay with it being second to last. You start out really hot with Cody and Sammy. You kind of go in. You push some guys out there, whatever. That way, it would have felt like to me, like, okay, it's a double main event card, right? Yeah. We got, we're crowning our first women's champion, and then after that, we've got the biggest six man tag you could ever ask for. We got the Elite and Kenny, right? Or the Bucks and Kenny, whatever you want to call them, and you've got Jericho and LAX. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, one big positive I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to, though, is LAX and the Bucks, that's money. That tag team combination right there, that is money, my friends. I think there's a lot. My of, goodness. I think there's a lot of just in the tag team division itself. Yes, absolutely. You have, yeah. like, the eight people in the tournament going just against each other. For the next, like, year, year and a half, you have money in the tag team yeah, division. absolutely. Like, you can go LAX versus all seven, Pentagon and right. Phoenix and all of them. The Bucks gets... You have just, like, money making matches. Did you see the new, ta- you see the new tag belts? Yeah, I did. Do you, what, do you like them? 
Um, not really. Neither do I. I was kind of disappointed. I I, I like the heavyweight title. I, I, I love the women's title. Yeah. I think look, it fits the. the I, I don't know. I feel like the the tag title doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit anything. Like, it's like because the world title is so gaudy, yeah. and then tag title was like, hey, by the way, here you go. Like yeah. I just I'm with, I'm I didn't, side note, but I was just like, oh, well, it's okay. It's I guess. okay. People yeah. are like, oh, I like the classic design. I'm like classic design. I'm like that's not like I, I take sort I of. take watch the video guys. Yeah, I take this. Uh, Older, yeah, though, yeah, the title. classic world tag title, yeah, yeah, that we have here in the case, yeah, like that. I would have wished they would went something, yeah, more if like you that. went like this, yeah, or yeah, I'd take something like this, even like an NXT tag. Like, I, like, I like the Ring of Honor tags that they used to have, you know, something yeah. I don't know, I, I just felt kind of like you know, that would be pretty in like a tag format, which one, the, this the one, well, yeah, format. that's why I like the. That's what the TNA tag belts kind of look like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right, right. those like look that. really nice. Watch, I, this, watch the video feed because we're just pointing now. Yeah, exactly. So, so for sure. Yeah. The- if you guys haven't watched our YouTube channel, which first off, what are you doing? But go and subscribe. But yeah, in, in our studio here, as, as our YouTube viewers know, we've got these belt cases with all different promotions, belts, and everything like that. And the Ring of Honor, our old television title, uh, synonymous with guys like Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, Matt Taven. Um, it's kind of similar to the TNA tag titles, which I think look really nice. Yeah, um, so I thought that's the design they were going to go yeah, for. Yeah, it just, just kind of looked like... Bleh. Yeah, I thought like they were going to be super cool because the Bucks are the tag team division. I thought, all right, this is going to be sweet. All right, let's shift now to NXT. Um, what? Give me your pros and cons on that show. We're not going to go down the whole list of everything that happened, but just give me, yeah. you know, what did you like, what didn't you like from the NXT show? Um, I love that they opened... I know, and you're trying to... Get mm-hmm. people away from AEW, obviously. So right. you opened with the world title match right. between yep. Cole and Riddle. Yep. It was probably uh, my my either favorite or second favorite match mm-hmm. on either show. Mm-hmm. I really like Cody and Sammy, but that was like not worth. Mm-hmm. I think the NXT because it was the title, the title. match. It ups it like it ups it one or two points that makes it better. Yeah. But I don't know if I liked it more. Like if Sammy and we're going for like a TV and right. AEW TV title or something, right. that may have been my favorite match. Yeah. But since it was just a one on one one off kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, I did like I probably Cole and Riddle mm-hmm. probably the best on both shows. Yeah. Um, and then the end the uh, last match, right. the tag title match, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. I'm getting a tiny bit annoyed. That every single match Undisputed Era's in is ending with like um, Roddy and Cole coming out to like end the match. Right. I that's know. just kind of, and I, I know it's going to be a thing because like their thing right now is we want to hold the titles forever. Right. So they're going to do whatever it takes so they're all going to start coming out every right. single match. Right. But it's just kind of like, and I don't know if you're feeling it, yeah. but like I'm just like, can we just have one match where like well, they just win? Where they, they just, just win? They just and, win. Fine? and I and that's the problem is that and we saw we talked about this oh at WrestleMania time when Gargano beat Cole yeah. is you had the whole era run in and Gargano still so won. Him. You can't do that because now you make the rest of those guys look more insignificant yeah. because he just overcame a four on one. Yeah. So I agree. with I, you. I get like you can't like as a tag team like Montez right. Four can't overcome Roddy coming in and then beating him. Right. The story makes sense. I get to me. that. Yes. I'm just like, can we just have like a tag team match where the tag team wins without? The interference. Yeah. I know you're the heel. Right. Whatever you can just, be, you can still be a heel and not have interference. Though you can easily he hits a low blow and he rolls out of the ring, yeah. and then you hit your whatever. I yeah. agree with you. I, I'm just like if that's a continuous cycle, like in the next match of like Roddy versus Velveteen, right? And, and then, then they interfere right, yeah, again. Yeah, and Kyle's so, got to come down. I'm, I'm just like, can we just like yeah, have let's, a good yeah, match? Let's just have that's, a good finish. That's my own. That's a big pet peeve for that part. But the match itself was really good. Yeah. And I thought in the middle, the both women's matches mm-hmm. didn't really click for me either. Mm-hmm. I think the Candice LeRae. Shayna Baszler match was like good, yeah. not anything super not special. Not great. I would agree with that. And yeah. I think the um, Mia Yim, Yo Shirai that, that was one, good. That I went, I went, I was like half paying attention to it yeah. also probably, so I didn't get the full. Well, and, and, and you're kind of and you're hurting right because you start out so hot. Okay, you got gold, Cole Riddle, yeah. and then you got to go down yeah. at some point. I, th- you know I what just mean? thought the match was a little too long. Yes, and it was just yes. like yeah. also I kind of 
like it's almost like I don't want them to leave full sale, but I think they almost need to leave full sale yeah. if you're really gonna try to do this whole compete. Impossibly could, right? And they I heard could. in the next month, spoilers, maybe they do leave and they start doing like an actual right. trip right. um every week to go mm-hmm. places. Yeah. But like when you look at the AEW feeling they're in like yeah. Joe Lewis Arena or Washington like right, in wherever. a big right. stadium kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And then like AEW's in like or I mean, t- NXT is in this little like yeah. thousand seat arena thing. You're like, right. well, yeah. it doesn't feel the same, right? So it's not as no doubt, like, no doubt for sure. So I, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Cole and we talked about this before. Cole Riddle for me was the best match of the night. Um, I thought they did tremendous work. I do agree with you that the, with the title being on the line, it adds a little bit more yeah. umph to it. But I just thought overall, I think that if you are a new fan and you are tuning in to both of these shows and going, hey, what the hell's going on here? That match would have got you sucked in, you know what I mean, yeah. to a point where I'd been like, holy crap, you know, the false finishes. I thought they did a nice job of where Riddle didn't die, you know what I mean? You know, Cole wins clean, kind of, with like the cast hit and everything. I was really happy with that. Finn Balor is back on NXT, yeah, Champa is back, right? So you've got some stuff. Um, and I like the fact, right? I, I think the women's match. The women's title match, title match for title match, I thought NXT won that battle. It did, but, but I don't think but by it, a lot. Not, not by a lot, absolutely. But I do think that NXT won the women's battle, and if we're going to say that right, in that title match versus title match, I thought Shayna versus Candice was much, much better than that. Yeah. Overall, impact-wise, you're probably almost measuring out the same, but I thought watching each match, I was more entertained with the Shayna match than I was yeah. with, with, the, with the AEW title match. But... Um, what show did you? What show did you think went? Regardless of ratings, and I, I want to take a second here to talk about this. If you're an AEW fan, awesome. But you, just because AEW won the ratings war, quote unquote, this first week, if anybody really didn't expect AEW to win this, what are you doing? Like, if AEW didn't win on their debut show, like, then AEW's dead already. Like before it even starts. Like so I, I get the excitement and I know, you know, some of the some of the wrestlers and everything are telling like, oh man, we beat them. See? Told you they can't hang. It's week one. Yeah. Like let's let's calm it down a little bit. Like let's be let's be realistic here. You know, Nitro won week one too. It's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was a war there for a while, you know, it's not you know, so let's let's temper those and I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this, but Let's temper those expectations a little bit. Be like, oh, see, AEW's better product. See, they won week one. You know, look yeah. at everything AEW NXT did. They put all their best stuff out there, which they did for the most did, part. Yeah. But AEW could have sat there and had a talk show for a half hour, and everybody still would have watched because they're like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, which show did you like better? Um, I enjoyed AEW more. Yeah. Um, but NXT like wasn't. There's just. I stuff thought they came on. to play. For yeah, sure. they came to play. NXT just, I never got into their TV show. Yeah. And I don't think I ever honestly will. Yeah. I just don't find as much enjoyment in their TV show as their, like, as AEW's TV show, I guess. Yeah. Like, their one week, I was like, I'm, like, kind of invested. Yeah. NXT, like, I love their takeovers. Yeah. And everything after that, I'm like, I don't really... Do you think? Do you think that if they if they continuously if they have because the NXT show has the, has the reputation right now of being like okay well all right we're gonna see one or two matches where I actually care about and the rest of it's gonna be That's, fluff right yeah. but do you think if they continuously put on shows like they did this week which I thought was a very good show yeah. that y- you could become invested into it you could yeah absolutely yeah. I think. I think they're possible. They can't regress and they got a whole bunch of they got seven filler matches and one big match. You can't do that. Yeah, I know. Right. And that's well, that's what they did the last two weeks before this one because right. AEW's on with them. Right. Was like last week they had like filler, 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 filler. 
oh, kind of good fill for fill, Velveteen, Roderick Strong. And right. I was like... Okay, right. I, like, I got to suffer through all this just to just get to, get to the Yeah, right. I Absolutely. don't want to watch two hours and just get the one match I came to see. Yeah. I, if the cards were more like this every yeah. week... I'd be invested. Mm-hmm. I think AEW just kind of benefits because they have an entire roster of new on, people, uh, of, of new just people. like new people, and they're very good on this one show. Where like yeah. NXT is like a third division of yeah. WWE, right? Like it's like they're splitting their whole roster between like mm-hmm. three divisions, and right. this is like their third mm-hmm. division. Right. So it's like really tough one, to right. I would agree with. You. I think AEW had an overall better show. Obviously, the excitement and everything around yeah. it. I will say this though. The one thing that I think people need to pay attention to just a little bit, right, is that you make a good point where they're splitting amongst three brands, right? But AEW is going to run into a very similar situation that WCW did where, okay, you got to find time to put Kenny on. You got to find time to put the Bucks on. You got to find time to put these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a lot. Your your roster right now is very top heavy. So because of that, similar to WCW, you got to find time to get Hogan on. Savage has got to be on here. Where's Sting going to be? Where's Luger? You know what I mean? So that is something that to keep an eye on going forward is where do where do all these big stars go? Even if Jericho's not there every week, right? Okay, that's one guy that you can plug and play. Okay, where are you going to put Cody? Jake Hager, he's a big star now, right? Yeah. He's part of that heel factor. Okay, where are you going to put those guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where are you going to put Jimmy Havoc? He's not even on the show yet. Where are you going to put Joe? Like, there's a lot of guys that people are like, no, I want to see this guy, yeah. right? And you only got two hours. You know what I mean? And WWE at least has the ability to go, don't worry, you'll see him wherever, right? You've got you've got more time to fill, yeah. right? So you can spread that out so you don't get overrun with the same people. That's just something to kind of yeah. keep an eye I do, on. I do think AEW is going to get boring, but it's only because yeah. I, I see potential of long-term storybooking here. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like, like the Adam Page losing... Yeah. I think he's going to have this whole, like, he's going to lose a lot. Yep. And then, like, Make come their next, all the way turn, he's going to yeah. come, like, a whole turn and win the championship in, like, eight months or something. Yep. But it's, like, it's going to be, like, a slow build to get there because yeah, you yeah. have so much. You're going to have, like, Jericho Cody, Jericho Kenny, Jericho this, Pac's going to win, Pac this guy. Right, right, and all right, of a right. sudden, then Page is going to shoot up there and then challenge and win it. It's going to be, like, an awesome moment yep. or whatever. Absolutely. But it's going to be in, like, ten months. Absolutely. So it's it's almost like you have to sit and, like, wait. Right. And I think AD, or uh, NXT is going to go, no, we're going to just give you Cole Riddle now. And we're not going to wait three months to give it to you. Mm-hmm. While, like, when you really want to see... Can he get his shot? It's mm-hmm. going to be like in four months. It's right. not going to be right away. Yeah, you never know, right? Obviously, they're you know obviously they're trying to load the deck in NXT. Balor's back, Champa's back. You got some stuff that yeah. you can that you can really spread out here. So it's going to be. I will be say my favorite segment though yeah. was when Champa came out and just, and just how much the belt means in that rivalry they're about to have. Just makes the you value so happy you're just like, oh, because like man. didn't even look at doesn't even nope. care about no nope. just look at the belt yep. he goes all I want is that and right. I'm just yeah, like yes exactly yeah. that's all that's all absolutely. you ever want absolutely a great take obviously we're gonna be monitoring it as the years go, as the weeks go on we're not gonna give you a breakdown every single week because that's just way too much time and there's give a short breakdown maybe yeah maybe but I'm like, not gonna we're not gonna go into as much detail <laughs> as we did obviously this week uh, taking the whole first half of the show all right after the break the man Kyle Budzanowski will be joining us we're gonna talk Lions we're gonna talk NFC North and we're and talk Michigan, Michigan State. All great content after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the mouth of Michigan, Ramon Dyka, your I'm Always Right 24-7 champion. Just reminding you once again that if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, as your champion, I decree, you gotta go do it. 
Drop what you're doing right now. If you're listening to this in your car, pull over to the side of the road. Make sure that you go. Go to your YouTube app. Go look up I'm Always Right Sports Podcast and go hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell. Give us a like. Give us a comment. But most importantly, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Every week, the Mercs don't ask me, how many subscribers do we have? How many subscribers do we have? And I keep telling them, Mike, it's just not growing fast enough. I don't know what's going on. We get all these plays everywhere else, but we're not getting those subscribers. We got to get those subscribers, guys. You want to see more content. You want to see merch. You want to see all that stuff. It all lies within that subscriber account. So once again, we thank you for your support. Subscribe to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast on YouTube. That's live every single Wednesday at 7 a.m. Now here's part two of episode 45. And welcome back to part two of episode 45. The man, Kyle Wojnowski, joins us. Hey. He's living the high life off of that big Michigan hunt, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second. But let's talk Let's talk some Lions, guys. They're on the bye this week. Two, one, and one. Uh, we talked about how we would kind of feel uh, if they lost to Kansas City, which unfortunately they did. But the way that it happened, right, I don't think a lot of people expected. So, Kyle, I'm going to start with you. How are you feeling about your Detroit football Lions uh, after after what four five four weeks right four weeks four weeks yeah four weeks two one and one setting yourself up really well had a nice showing against Kansas City had chances to win that football game and you're gonna go into Monday night next week against the Packers how you feeling I feel pretty damn good right now <laughs> well, he's we feeling super duper we don't swear on this show I know jeez oh, keep it clean the, keep sorry, it clean I'm anyway sorry. all right you're feeling good why are you feeling good about I'm it? feeling pretty good because come with the expectation level that they had this season, it wasn't the highest, and then how they played, even though 2-1-1 doesn't sound like it's like you you have a good team, or right. at least a decent team, yeah. but like they've been playing pretty good, except for like second half Arizona. Ever since then, it's been mm-hmm. constant good play. The Chiefs game, great game to watch. They There's chances they should have won, yeah. but it's still the Chiefs. It's still like, okay, right. we lost that, but the way we lost, it wasn't terrible. We beat right. We beat, a, I mean, we almost beat a good team. Right, yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, there's obviously no moral victories, right? A loss is a loss. However, I think you, you were able to set up the fact that not only not only are you able to play with anybody, because I don't, I don't like that, you know, that ideology. You're in the NFL, right? Every team should be able to compete with anybody, theoretically. But I, but they should be. That's should the, be. There should be, you know what I mean? But I will say that the way they the way they played, right? You know the gutsy performances they had. Stafford had three touchdowns on a broken hip, or at least it looked like it. Um, you know you had some guys go out. Slay not playing. Diggs went out early. Hawkinson went out late. They had a lot of big pieces, and yet they still put themselves in position to win the football game, which is important. Mike, how are you feeling about your Detroit Lions after their two one and one start going into Green Bay this uh, this upcoming week? I feel uh, I feel confident, but quite nervous at yeah. the same time. You don't want to um, get your hopes too high because they're just going to rip your heart out and destroy you like they always do. Wow, that was, that was deep. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I just I got I got my own feels for a second there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a little deep. But yeah, like kind of. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, from the stuff we've seen, yeah. there are a lot of positives that come out and then there are also a lot of negatives that come out. And I'm just worried that when we hit stuff like Green Bay, stuff like Chicago and stuff, mm-hmm. like... So the like the offensive mistakes, like the fumbles and stuff we've had against Kansas City and stuff. Yeah. Like the Chicago defense is like so good that they take those back for scores. Right. You know, like the Chiefs did, yeah. but like they're so fast and agile and everything. Like the Chiefs right. defense is like meh. Right. 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 And right. Right. So I, there's stuff that's good, stuff that's bad. I'm a little nervous going into Green Bay. Um, you got Rodgers there. Mm-hmm. Their defense looks very good yeah. from what we've been seeing so far in the last five weeks ish. Yeah. So. Um, I'm confident but nervous. Yeah, confident no, I, nervous. I agree with you. I think that that 
what you're set yourself up to do and what's exciting but also scary, right, is the fact that this was the quote-unquote like the gamut, right? Mm-hmm. You can run everything, right? Out of Outside of Arizona, okay, you got the Chargers, you got Philly, you got the Chiefs, right? Those back-to-back-to-back games, right, going into your bye and then going into Green Bay after the bye, those, that's the, this is the hard part of your schedule, the, at least on paper, right? So the fact that you're sitting where you're at, you set yourself up to where, okay, they can they can control their own destiny a little bit here if they just take care of business, right? Mm-hmm. They've looked like they can beat Minnesota. They look like they can beat the Bears. They look like they can beat Green Bay. They look like they have an opportunity to do something here that us here in Detroit haven't seen in a long time. But on the other side of that, We've seen this story before, yeah. and we've seen them do really nice work in September just to blow it in October and November where December doesn't mean anything. So I agree with you 100% that we're now at a point where you're almost – it's like, okay, if you're legit, and this is to all Detroit Lions fans, and this is to the team itself, if you think you're legit, then you need to beat Green Bay in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. There's no other excuse. I don't care what happens. I don't care if there's a ref call. This, if you think you're the team you're supposed to be, a team that's supposed to be competing for this division and have a chance to win a playoff game this year, you need to go into Green Bay off of your bye week into Monday night and go win the football game. You got two weeks. Mm-hmm. They play Dallas this week. I don't know how that game's going to go. Regardless, you have an opportunity to make a statement and say, yep, we can beat Green Bay in the harshest of conditions, right? The most rile of crowds, and we go in there and beat them. That's what goes. That's what I they agree. need to do. You know what I mean? So let's uh, while we're talking about the NFC North, though, let's check in with each team. Let's start with Green Bay. Uh, they're what? They're three and one right now, coming off a loss to Philadelphia before their game. We're recording this before they play against Dallas, so they're in first place in the division. Defense looks a lot better on the whole than they have in years past. Rodgers and the offense looks good. I'm not going to say they look great, yes. but they look good. Um, thoughts on what you're thinking, seeing out of the Packers so far, Mike? Um, it's very, and I think someone off li- yeah. listening to 97-1 a decent amount recently, who said this in a very weird way yeah. where it was, so um, yeah. they do the first about mm-hmm. 15 to 20 scripted plays super well, right. and once they get out of that, it's kind of like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> And I totally agree with that because when you look at the yeah. Packers game, Vikings, Vikings game, yeah. and even the Broncos game to a certain extent, yeah. and then they lost to the Eagles. But like the they went out twenty one zero against the Vikings, yeah. and what did they do after? Right, that's, that's a great observation. Chicago, yeah. they had the one deep play within the first twelve plays of the game on right. offense. What did they do after? They scored ten total points. Right, you know, even uh, the Philly game, they, even the Philly moved game, the ball, and they, they yeah. moved the ball in the first quarter, first quarter and a half, and after yep. that, it's stagnant at twenty seven twenty through a quarter and a half in the second half right. until Philly scores to win the game. Right. So, like, you look and you go, if the Lions can come out early and run their game plan very early, which they have been doing, yeah. um, I think that's how you can beat them. And yeah. that's I, almost like the Packers' Achilles heel mm-hmm. is after the first 15 to 20 plays. What do I do? Right. What's, what's yeah. the adjustment? What's the game plan Absolutely. later on? Absolutely. And I think that's where they're – when they play teams like – Kansas City, the Chargers, 49ers, mm-hmm. Bears again. When they come, when they play these teams later on, you go, can they adjust to win? If they don't, I yeah, right. nine and you, seven. You, you might see you know them I mean? kind of falter down. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely that's a great that's a great observation. Kyle, what are you seeing out of our Chicago Bears? 
Chicago. Yeah. Obviously, the defense has been. I don't think they're as good as last year, but their defense has been pretty spectacular so far. Progression to the mean, obviously. They've been giving right. me a lot of fantasy points. <laughs> that means they've been doing really good. Yeah, really right. Good. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Let's just say score off everything. Their offense yeah. is extremely questionable. I don't. I think. It's being nice. I like. Unlike last year, they won a division last year, right? Yeah. So I feel like their offense last year at least got them to where they needed to be, but now you have Trubisky. What are the odds? What are the odds? They have film out there now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna throw shade at everybody. It's fine. <laughs> but I, I, I think they they'll come in third place in the division this year because wow. the offense is just it's just not where they wanted. Can be. you compare them to a team in the Big Ten? <laughs> uh, Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good comparison. I love it. I love it. That's funny. But I just don't think they just got what it takes at least this year. No, to I get them far. I, I'm in agreement with you so far, right? Yeah. You look at this team, you know, and you go, okay, what's their Achilles heel? Okay, let's make Trubisky throw the football. Honestly, that's really what it is. You know, you can tell. We talked about it even when we saw the Packers, you know, on the opening night of the season. They even mentioned it. Man, they're trying to make Trubisky into a pocket passer. He's trying to be himself to be a pocket passer, and he's it just ain't working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just doesn't look he doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look like he's set. He's he's nervous. He wants to bail, but he's trying to fight that urge to run. So he's trying to make throws. He can't make those throws. There's a lot of questions. He's hurt right now. So it's probably better for the Bears, honestly. Um, lots of question marks with the Chicago Bears, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Mike, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings, the team that's probably got the most to talk about. Um, what probably. are you seeing out of the Minnesota Vikings and their, what are they, 2-2 two and two so they far? They're 2-2, two two, yeah. um, up double digits currently on the Giants, but you got Danny Dimes back there, so as we're recording <laughs> this, we don't know who wins, but right, yeah. we could. Yeah. Um, when you look at their schedule, it's tough because you can see that they can they're like good enough to beat down bad teams, but they're not good enough to beat the good teams. Yeah, and you say because so, which is Michigan? weird, which Mich- is weird. What Michigan? So Michigan. Yeah, literally. Like yeah, I wow. guess we're all the Big Ten here. Yeah. Um, because you got like the Vikings beat the Raiders 34-14. You go okay, so you beat them by twenty points. Twenty that's, points. That's, that's a really big good. win. Yeah. And then you lose to the Packers. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, the Falcons. You know they're supposed to be a, a good team. You know they're not very good this year. Right. They beat them twenty-eight to twelve. Right. And then you're like, oh, but then they play the Bears and they lose 16 to 6. Right. So they're like very inconsistent, and the mm-hmm. teams that they should beat, they beat. Right. But against the good teams, they don't play up against. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think the two losses, tough. obviously, early in the division, right? The Lions have a weird schedule because they don't play it. This is week, it'll be week six before they have a division game. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's weird because the Packers play their last three division games like they the start road. they started their season right with like three mm-hmm. and then they play the whole middle season without playing us right and, and then, then that back, land, back to back, back, right. to back yeah back it's crazy yeah. yeah it's very strange i think yeah. minnesota's weird because their defense is still very good right mm-hmm. it's not nearly as good as it was a couple years ago and when we went into see the season last year everyone thought man they're a quarterback away right well look what case keenum did if we get a quarterback that knows what the hell he's doing we have a pretty good shot at winning a Super Bowl. So they go pay Kirk Cousins all this money, and Kirk Cousins is having Joey Harrington syndrome back there, and he needs permission to throw the long ball. You know what I mean? So the offense, once again, looking extremely questionable. Delvin Cook looks phenomenal. But outside Ooh, of him, guess. outside of him, though, right, what do they have? They've got good receivers on the outside. Diggs, good player. Thielen, good player. you got a good tight end. Irv Smith Jr., uh, what's it, Rudolph. But... That quarterback, man, gets yeah. you every single time. That's why that's always been the difference between Green Bay and Minnesota or Green Bay and Chicago. It's always been, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, who's got the better quarterback? 
mm-hmm. right? It's always been Green Bay. So that's why they've always been able to pull ahead at the end of those times, unless something crazy happens like Chicago's defense last year, where they were just so much better yeah. and they just couldn't do anything against them. You know what I mean? It's it's actually kind of crazy that they didn't win more in the postseason, to be honest with you. Um, all right, let's go now. Let's shift now. Let's talk, stop talking about those teams that we don't care about. Let's talk about uh, our Michigan Wolverines pulling off. Was Would you say it's an upset? Like over no, Iowa? No. Iowa's ranked what? 15? Uh, 14? We were ranked 19? They were technically favored. Iowa was favored? No, Michigan was Michigan favored. was favored? They were, they were favored by two and a half because they were at home. Okay. It's two ranked teams. Right, yeah. Okay. But that's not that far apart. They gave okay. them the Well, they beat a team that was ranked higher than them, whatever yes. that means. Um, you know, score at 10 to 3. Obvious barn burner of a day. The defense looking like its old self a little bit. Eight sacks, right, Kyle? On the day. Sack time, as Jim Brandstetter would say. Um, you know, Kyle, what what are the impressions of this Michigan team? A big bounce back win after the Wisconsin debacle. A what Rutgers? I don't even count as a game. It was a scrimmage. Um, so you're playing a team that's somewhat competent, runs the ball effectively, right? They always maintain ball control, control the clock. They're a well coached team, and they go out and get the win, even though it's at home. What are your thoughts uh, on Michigan going in there? Well, you did call in an. I obviously they were I was ranked higher calling upset, but I was only really played garbage teams. Right, I, I don't right. Know. That's I, kind of why I said like question mark. Yeah, I mean, you know. it's technically an upset, but not really. I yeah. thought Michigan was the better team, regardless, home or away. Yeah. But I think I mean the offense. We can go off all day about mm-hmm. what that is, but but the defense. I what I really like not just from like the play. I think their success with like all the sacks mm-hmm. and the receptions. I thought that was a lot of game playing by Don Brown. I think he did a good job with his blitz packages mm-hmm. where he'd have a, the entire line shift mm-hmm. and then you just have the middle linebacker blitz right through everyone. So the yeah. left side, the offensive line was guarding no one and mm-hmm. then you have two two linebackers in the backfield. Right. But I thought what, what I really enjoyed watching when I was listening to the radio and watching it a little bit mm-hmm. was that when – when because Michigan obviously didn't score, they didn't do much on offense, but right. when they were stopped, when they when a turnover happened, Michigan's defense came up to play. That's what you didn't see against Wisconsin. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know absolutely. Wisconsin was a way better team, but yeah. you saw Michigan. Okay, our offense really can't do anything over and over and over every all game, all game. They mm-hmm. they came up to play. They responded. They were yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put the team on the back. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I really enjoyed from seeing that. And the offense, mm-hmm. I'm I like. I don't like. I don't know what to say because you have right. like you have all the talent in the world on you to beat any anyone on your schedule. But like, like when you have well, Donovan Peoples Jones. Well, here's know, here's here, here's know. that. It's funny that you say that all the talent in the world. What's funny is I read something where Michigan has not had a skill position player drafted in the first three rounds in like 15 years since yeah. Braylon Edwards. Yeah. How crazy is that for a second, right? How crazy is that that the last skill position player like that is Braylon? Right, yeah. that goes to show you how really little development is actually happening on the offensive side. Mike, I want to ask you a question about Harbaugh's comment where he said the offense is "quote unquote" hitting its stride. If you can believe that after a ten-point performance, nope, hitting our stride. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? You know, Kyle, I think you make a great point where you go. There is talent, clearly. There is talent on this team offensively, but hitting its stride seems a bit. Much. Well, they were when you actually watch it. They were actually they were moving the ball. They yeah. were spreading it out. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing. Right. They just couldn't finish. Finish. Yeah. Absolutely. There was a play. There was a play in the game, and yeah. I thought about you so hard because <laughs> it was like third and four, and 
I think it was Ronnie Bell ran an out route for yeah. like three yards. Yeah. And was short yeah. by like a yard, and he came off the field, and the coach audibly said, "Go to the sticks! What are you doing?" <laughs> and I just think about Rob every time we watch the Lions game. Goes that Rob's not getting a first down. What are you guys doing? And that's like the whole definition of the offense oh is they run like they run these little slant, drag, deep posts, or whatever. But when it's third and fifteen, and they get fourteen, yeah. and you're just like, you're it's like, not no, there enough. You're like, just run to the first down yeah, marker, like, then, then turn around. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like the little things were, and obviously, right, we're fans or whatever. But at the same time, you're like, think about it, yeah. right? Like, no, but coach has said three. I'm like, okay, but maybe you run the extra yard and a half to make yeah. sure when you do catch this, it is a first, first like down. That. Like, yeah. come on, it drives me absolutely. But, Insane. There were just like moments like that where it was like third and one, and then they run the ball with like Charbonne or whatever or True Wilson, and you just kind of get stuffed up or you get half a yard, it's fourth and inches, and then they punt it or whatever yeah. when you should be going for it or whatever. Right. And right. it's just like you were so close. Right. So like I could see where they're going with their offense, but it just didn't produce anything. You ha- are you guys happy with Shay's? I guess last you first guy happy with Shay's performance yesterday. Um, I mean, like, I wouldn't say I was happy with it. There was not, they only got a hundred and whatever some passing yards. Yeah. But like, when, like when you're actually watching the game, like I know that the offensive line isn't playing to how they want to. But like, <laughs> no one's game of a century. Like, no one's ever open. Like, if you watch it, <laughs> the only the only pass completions I ever have are out routes right. and slants. Yeah. Yep. Like it's almost the same thing. I know they had that one fifty yarder, but that right. was that was just a toss up. No, talk about there. That's like the definition is when you when they they show cams. Of like the receivers running routes and they're all and covered. Eight seconds into the route and no one has any separation. Right. Like I feel like when you play Madden and like you're like sitting there and you get sacked and you're like, well, there's no one to throw to. That's Shane Patterson's feeling, right. and he just gets the shit out of him. Yeah. Blame right. for it for sure because he's like, just throw the ball to somebody. Okay, I'll just throw a pick then. Like, what right. do you want me to do? Right. Absolutely. So it's like it's almost like a double edged you know sword. It's funny that you say that. that though too because it reminds me a lot of the Lions offense from like a year ago. Not not in the spread style, but the fact that it always felt like Stafford always had to throw the ball in a tight window. Nobody yeah. was ever just open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, you know, Galladay, he's not just open. Marvin yeah. just isn't like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was never that scenario. So similar to, and I agree with yeah. you, that I think it, no matter who's playing quarterback right now, and as we all know, I am not a Shea Patterson guy, but I agree with you when, you know, yeah. there ain't no separation. Yeah. You're supposed to have Tariq Black and people and Jones. I would love to see that if someone like Tua Tagovailoa was on Michigan, it would right. change things. But I don't like he doesn't. No one except like for guys like a staffer or something who can just zip the ball into right. places. Yeah, but even at the college level, but you even can't at the do college that. level, you, you can't, can't really do that. No. Receivers aren't as good. It's just like there's no fixing it unless you can make your design your plays yeah. to get people more open. Right, and that's what needs to happen. And that's what and needs that's to happen. Really, but yeah, like that's all you can really right. do there. Absolutely. We'll obviously monitor Michigan situation. Coming up, I wish they were playing state earlier in the year like they normally do. It's like yeah, this weird playing thing. Playing them like end of November. I know. Middle of November. I know it sucks. All right, let's talk about, speaking of Michigan State, though, let's talk about Spartans. They lose, you know, pretty big, I would say, to the to the Ohio yeah. State Buckeyes, right? I don't think anybody really thought they had a chance of winning this football game. They kept it close for the first quarter and a half or so. Um, I think the defense did what it could. The offense is terrible, as always. So, um, but I, Kyle, I want to ask you thoughts on Michigan State's performance against Ohio State. What did, did you see more or less out of Ohio State more than anything else? Because obviously Michigan State coming in, no one really thought they had a chance. But you know, this is Ohio State's real first. I would guess I would say test question mark. Mm-hmm. You know, so thoughts on what you saw out of that game? Um, I mean, 
it was expected, I guess. Like, yeah. Ohio, I guess if you want to say you got something out of it, you could say, yeah, you saw what Justin Fields could do against a, an elite defense. You could say mm-hmm. he. I didn't watch a lot of it, yeah. but from what I did see, especially in the end, like he he can run on this good defense. He can he knows where to throw. He can read well. For sure, for sure. And Michigan State offense, obviously, it's not it's not. I did I did see they did um they were doubling Chase Young a lot. The yep. Ohio State's defensive end. They did a pretty good job on him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they didn't really do much. But it's I, tough. It's it's tough, man, because you you know you're gonna have to keep pace with an explosive offense like that, and I don't think they have the weapons. I don't think they have anything mm-hmm. to compete with that. And your defense would have had to play so far above where it's played so far. It would have been really hard to contain that Ohio State offense. Mike, what'd you see either out of the Spartans or out of or out of Ohio State? I mean, we we watched the game together, so what'd you what'd you notice? Yeah, um, I would say I saw the little bit of fight that State had. Oh yeah, like knowing mm-hmm. that they're like no chance at winning. They at least like they, they were, gave they, it. They gave them they hell. Were, they were the the f like the division two school going against the division one school like right. we're just gonna throw everything at the wall and hope something sticks yeah kind of thing whereas like we basically can't win mm-hmm. but we're just gonna throw everything and anything we have yeah. at you everything see, unexpected just yeah, to see people just, off the they would do like triple reverses and they're pulling out everything in the playbook to be like is there any way we can find a way to score and there were a couple instances where yeah. you had a guy wide open and you just missed him or you had this guy running up the sideline yeah. and he gets tackled short and they can't finish in the red zone or whatever i think state could have at least made it a more competitive game Mm -hmm. but lost those opportunities due to how good ohio state is right and a little bit of their own troubles Mm -hmm. but i don't think ohio state per score wise didn't play as bad i don't yeah i don't yeah i don't think the score really is a reflection of how that game really went yeah yeah like i don't think it's fair to go oh well they blew them out 34 10 i'm like it's a thirty-four to ten. Should right. have been like a. But it, it's a it's a bleeding close. thirty-four to ten. It yeah. wasn't like okay, they just scored, scored, scored. And yeah, it's not like it, it was, was like a. It was a dog fight, dog fight, dog fight, dog fight. Yeah. Okay, they just it's happened not, to score. Yeah, it's not know. like 34-0, and then they took all their starters out, and then they scored ten right. in garbage no, time. Right, it, it was, was three like, nothing after the first quarter. Yeah, so it wasn't like you know state. I think really did come out, and they always play Ohio State top. I don't know what it is about them. They just. D'Antonio, for whatever reason, Coach, just, just like, wants to step yeah. up in that game. I guess, I guess it's weird. Opposite of Michigan, going on. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Yep, I can't wait for that week. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, I think they gave it. I think they gave it what they could. Um, are you guys? You guys still pretty firm on Michigan beating Michigan State even after this week? You guys, you guys still. I like, say since they have home at home, I would give them the benefit of a doubt. But yeah. I'd say Notre Dame at home, no. <laughs> Penn State at Penn State, even worse. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough go, it's, Mike. I've I've always had Michigan winning. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm Michigan scores, if Michigan scores like thirteen, I think they can win. So <laughs> if they play defense like that, I don't that's know. what I mean. Like yeah, right. After yeah. what you can see against Iowa, they can do that against yeah. Michigan State. Yeah. 10, 13 is all you really need. But Ian so. Book is a lot different than Nate Stanley too. No, we're talking about. I'm talking about Michigan State. I'm not talking I don't think we're beating Notre Dame. You no. see what they played against Georgia? Yeah. They actually made a game against Georgia. Georgia is the third best team in the country, probably. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's. It'll be interesting for sure. I, I'm kind of agreeing with you. It's always fun to kind of check in and take the temperature yeah. of like the fan bases because yeah. you know Michigan fans like to give it to Michigan State like, oh man, where are you guys lost or whoever. I'm like, yeah, but it's gonna be just as bad when yeah. we play. <laughs> when who, we do you, play. who do you think is the best team in the country right now, Rob? Best team in the country? What, whole country. Oh boy. Kyle, I'm gonna ask you after. Um, I'm gonna say Bama. Okay, Kyle. I'm gonna go with Ohio State. I was gonna say Ohio State too. Yeah, I I I need to see them against some other competition first before I can make. That I need I need to see Bama against 
a top twenty-five team first. I'm I'm in agree- <laughs> I'm in agreement with you, but, <laughs> that, that, but but Bama always comes to play. That's Ohio what I mean. State doesn't. Like, that's 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 my that's my tipping point. Yeah, that's where I'm. I'm at. like I saw Ohio State at least against like a Michigan an elite defense of Ohio, yeah. of Michigan State. Alabama is playing their first twenty-five team. Yeah, next week. So I'm like. We'll see how that right. goes. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun for Ohio sure. I'm State. still waiting for Ohio State to blow up. They always do. They always blow up. That, that one game. That one, for hey, you. Ryan Jays. To, give, to, 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 give somebody, to give somebody else a shot. It'll be interesting to see when they play like Wisconsin or something like that, obviously. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. That's going to be it for episode 45 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. We are live every Monday on podcast form. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, on YouTube, as well as go to our website, follow our contact form to become a part of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast family. For the man, for the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.